legacy, freedom, impact. What do those words mean and why are they so important to today's guest? Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Marcos Sambile joins the podcast this week, and he breaks down why disciplined is important, the beautiful institution of marriage, and the lessons and principles he's learned from coaching and playing chess. This podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products daily. So click the link in the show notes. Use code EVERYBODY at checkout for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 143 of Something for Everybody. Hello, welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz. Marcos. My name is uh, Marcos. Welcome Sambale. to the show, man. <laughs> say your full name. Marcos Sambale. Wow. Okay, say your last name. Sambale. Where's Where's that from? It's uh, Filipino. Um, how you actually pronounce it? Sambale. It's from Sambale. I think. Sambale um, Kano. Because my parents are from. You know, Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Did it change? Did like the pronunciation of it change because it's like Americanized now? Or? Yeah, it's easier to pronounce for a lot of mm-hmm. more people, you know. And then, but I still keep like the the real pronunciation in mind and whatnot, you know. But sports coaches always call me Sambula, you know. Like it's like, all right, you know, like they're not gonna pronounce it right. I might as well stick with it. You sure. Know? And uh, it rhymes with things, you know, like the Sambula way, you know. Like, yeah. I like that a lot, you know. So I'm like, ah, you know, whitewashed or not, you know, it's it's good. Sure. <laughs> you know. Okay, well, thanks for joining me. For sure. Thank you for having me. I'm pumped to talk to you. I'm super glad that we started a conversation in the sauna at the gym. Yeah. (laughs) Which, uh, oddly enough, is a great place to meet people. For sure, you know. I mean, you're you're struggling in there at the same time. Might as well have a conversation with others who's struggling in there. Right. You know. Yeah, it's a bit of a, as David Doggins would put it, like some chosen suffering. Yes. To get into like a 170 degree (laughs) sauna. For sure. And yeah, like you said, you see someone else walk in there and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, a like-minded individual. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know? I think it, it relates to anything that you do that's hard. Yeah. Like I do, I, I train uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. And immediately when you walk in there, there's just like a, there's like a level of respect yeah. for everyone. Because everyone knows that they all started at a very low level where they were getting their ass kicked every time they walked in the door. For sure. But they kept showing up and showing up. And now that maybe they have competent skills or maybe they're slowly progressing or whatever the case may be is... Mm-hmm. But people like are realize they have just like this like not so secret but sort of secret respect for everyone because you're showing up to do this really hard thing. Right. And it happens at the gym too. Like if you work out like three days a week, you're in like the top one percent, one percent, one percent of all fitness people in the world. Yeah. But people who work out three days a week don't realize that. They're just yeah. like, Oh, I need to be working out four days a week. Working out three days a week is incredible. Yeah. It's, sure. You're like a fitness enthusiast expert. Yeah. But people don't see it that way because they're only comparing themselves to the person that works out seven days a week. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, why am I not like that? <laughs> right. But 
Um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally just got rolling there, yeah, which is great. Yeah, into it, you know. But before we get into all that, all that stuff, Pete and meat and bones, personal growth, mm-hmm. chess, marriage, all this great stuff yeah. that I want to talk to you about, I have a very important question. Sure. It's the second or the first most important question I'll ask you. The second one most important question comes at the very end. Yeah. So Marcos, how are you doing? Like really, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing amazing, man. You know, doing amazing. You know, uh, better than I ever could be, you know, and that's every day for me. I mean, grateful. I think it stems from just uh, just having a healthy perspective of gratitude that, you know, not every day, you know, is a guaranteed day and just having to wake up and have the opportunity to... to write another page in your book is uh, is better than anything, you know? Uh, it's 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 great, you know? And uh, thanks for having me on here, you know? Absolutely. Uh, uh, and, and seeing that I could provide value for you and, and, and for your audience and uh, really take that uh, to heart. So <laughs> thank you, man. You know? You're welcome. Has your perspective on life always been that way? Or did someone instill that value in you growing up? Um, quite honestly, it wasn't always that way as far as like having you know, a healthy perspective on gratitude. It's, you know, I, I grew up in being born 2000, very young, you know, in the millennial, you know, age. And, and fortunately, I kind of uh, stemmed from a, you know, entitlement mentality and that sort of thing mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, at a very young age and, and uh, when life hit, I was like, oh, crud, you know, <laughs> like, you know, life isn't going to be given to me. And, and uh, um, definitely had like a negative perspective on like, you know, hard work and growing myself and, uh, it wasn't really until like uh, my dad had gotten me into the gym um, where I was like, okay, I need, I, it taught me the, the first principle of life. is like, if you want anything in life, you have to work hard for it, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and it, it includes, you know, things that you want for yourself and you personally as a, as a human being that you want to be. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it, honestly, everything stemmed from him forcing me to go to the gym because I, I hated the gym, you know? Like, I didn't want to go. I didn't, I didn't want anything to do about it, you know, and that sort of thing. I wanted to be a shut-in, play video games you know that sort of thing and uh, uh really grateful that you know he uh just like any anyone who wants better for you in life you know forcing you to put you in an environment where you're going to grow for sure you know mm-hmm. and um yeah that's that's where it all started and then you know uh from from doing that competing chess marriage you know it's it's been a it's been a upward spiral i would say you know it's it's been really good so an upward spiral yeah that's um <laughs> amazing that you bring that up because yeah. I, I talk to my athletes about that all the time because mm-hmm. if you think about a spiral right there's like a, a starting point and then there's a there's a straight line up but then there's the actual spiral mm-hmm. which has the downward part yeah <laughs> and then in that downward part is all the good stuff oh yeah it's like what you do the decisions the choices you make your response the habits but then the beautiful part is it just goes yes. right back up <laughs> and those little uh, lessons mm-hmm. that you can extrapolate from those downward spirals that f- propel you back up into the, the trajectory that you want in life are the beautiful things. Mm-hmm. So I love that you, you that you said spiraling <laughs> up. Yeah. That's like a term that I use all the time. It's beautiful. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> so your dad got you into the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Was he like big into fitness or he just knew that it could be good for you? Um, he's, uh, he's big into fitness. Um, not as huge as, as, I turned out to be, but um, he knew that he needed to be an example for me growing mm. up and whatnot, you know, because my parents had me really young, you know, they were teenagers having me and whatnot, mm. you know, so I have young parents, um, but also like them being immigrants from the Philippines, their first experience of American life was like 
you know, downtown LA back in the 90s, you know, so they got into very, you know, odd and violent, you know, uh, environments mm. as soon as they came here and whatnot, you know, and then um, moved to Vegas where I was raised um, to have a better life and, and more healthier uh, environment. Um, but as soon as, like, he, I guess, got to the age where, like, crap, I do have a family. I need to be, you know, as much as I'm, you know, providing roof overhead, food on the table, you know, um, there's more of that than just uh, uh, to being a parent, you know. Mm. Um, and what he told me, it's like, you know, I don't want you to, to end up like me. I don't want you to, you know, uh, be just like me. I want you to do better uh, than me and stand on my shoulders and look farther than me, you know. And uh, in order for me to do that, I need to be the best me so that you can stand on the tallest uh, shoulders that I have, you know. Uh, and I really took that to heart and, and really admire him for that because not, not every, you know, man's able to be like, oh, you know, let me look at my son and, and, and see how I can propel him forward rather than, uh, you know, bring him down in, you know, today's society and whatnot, you know, or, or you know, having low expectations and all that, you know, but... Uh, yeah, he, he got into fitness because he wanted to be into, uh, be a, a good example for me, uh, well, my siblings and I, more importantly. Um, and now, you know, all my siblings and I are, are huge into fitness, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and they're doing great. And, and uh, you know, it's just thanks to, to him for taking that first step for us, you know, and showing us what it takes to, uh, to, to, to really move forward in the right path, you know. Yeah. It takes a very honorable man. For sure. To to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And as you sort of mentioned, right, there's not a lot of um, emphasis, I would mm -hmm. say, on the strong male role model. Yeah, for sure. And I think just that fact is extremely detrimental mm -hmm. to our overall society. For sure. As someone, me, being around young boys, I coach a 14-year-old baseball team. Mm -hmm. and I've been coaching them since they were about 12. So sort of seeing this sort of arc yeah. of them grow into hit puberty and grow taller and sort of try to develop themselves into the man that they hope they could be. Mm -hmm. Having a strong role model is a paramount to that growth. For sure. Right? Not only seeing a, 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 a real male doing the things that you think you could do, mm -hmm. saying, oh, if he does that, I can do that, just like your dad did to you. Yeah. But also it can be in reverse where you're having these like opposite role models. Yeah. People around you that are doing the, the opposite things. Mm -hmm. But that's a bit harder because you have to like internalize it a bit and be like, okay, I know that's not right. So I want to mm -hmm. do not that. Right, yeah. That's hard for a young person to realize. Yeah. And nowadays they're getting just bombarded, right, with videos and videos and social media and this and that. And it's hard to sort of pick which pieces could be the best for them. Yeah. Right? They don't know because everyone who comes online with a message is a convincing message. Yeah. They have a nice video structure. They have the captions. They have like the graphics. They have all these things to draw you into whatever their message is. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what they're going to, what video they're going to stumble on. Yeah. That's right. And that's very scary. Okay. Say they stumble on a person who is a strong male, who's preaching hard work, resilience, dedication, um, also being in touch with your emotions and channeling that that de divine feminine as, as well as the divine masculine, right? Mm -hmm. Being sort of this yin and yang, or they could be, uh, you know, trapped by sort of the person who's preaching like, you know, men have already ruined society. We're, we fucked everything up already. Yeah. 
you know, we've created this patriarchal massive superstructure that oppresses everyone. So yeah. you just sort of sit down and let other people do what you've oppressed them to do for so long. Right. That's not that's not good for anyone either. No, not at all. And that's not good for anyone either. Of course, we have to recognize the people that have been oppressed for a long time, right? But but having a strong male to push and move that needle forward along with everyone else, strong women, of course, like it's very important. For and sure. so I think about that a lot when my when my kids that I coach are consuming social media mm -hmm. as to what are they falling into. Right. And then if they're seeing all sides of the spectrum, then it becomes even more challenging because then they have so many different directions they could go. They just don't go any direction because mm -hmm. when we have so much choice, we just make no choice. Right. Yeah. So I say all that to, I don't know, get your take on it. Yeah. What do you think about it? Because you're, you were born eight years after me. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you have experienced a little bit different in terms of literally growing up with social media, right? I didn't get sure. a cell phone until I was a junior in high school. Yeah. So I was like wow. sort of able to sort of manage it. Now yeah. that I have it, it's it's all it's challenging just like for everyone else, right? To manage it, to our, use our time wisely, to not consume it, to not let us destroy our mm -hmm. mental health, all of these things that we're trying to battle with all day, whether we're an adult or a kid. And so, I don't know, question, uh, comments on that? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, social media, growing up with it, um, I didn't get my first like smartphone until like, I don't know, like eighth grade or something. But That's not then, bad. You know, yeah. You know, and, and my parents were pretty strict on it, but on the same token, like social media is such a, you know, ever growing and, and rapidly growing environment. It's, it's, it's crazy to, to see where, you know, certain platforms were when, when I first saw it compared to now and, and the amount of content that is pushed out out there with different views, different, you know, methodologies and whatnot and, and all that. It's, it's, uh, like you said, it's, it can be scary, you mm -hmm. know, um, especially with youth nowadays where, I mean, the six seven year old got their own smartphones and Jeez, whatnot with, man, with you know? average families and whatnot you know um and it's 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 crazy you know and it and it and it molds um and allows you know other people who are not the parents to to mold youth's um worldviews mm. you know and that sort of thing and it and it's very uh um concerning to a point depending on like what they're you know consuming what they're know, consuming yeah and whatnot but uh, for the most part, I mean, with the trends that are, you know, spiraling down as far as like what makes a healthy society, um, it, it looks like it's not the healthy point of view that's being pushed out there and whatnot, right. you know, and, and um, I mean, uh, it, it, it takes, like you said, a certain awareness to realize, especially as, as a youth, um, to realize like, okay, this is a model where, you know, we shouldn't be looking at, you know, what I don't want, you know, um, and I think it just takes uh one a, a strong uh man in the home you know father and home mother and home to to give that structure you know um to their kids like okay this is right this is wrong um but unfortunately you know with with the family nucleus not being so stable nowadays mm -hmm. you know they don't have that you know and uh yeah i mean social media is is a very powerful thing and and uh it can be utilized for good utilized for bad it just depends on on content out there and what's being consumed you know and i i agree to totally man yeah it's challenging i this is just a funny story yeah. but uh we were in the in the dugout because i coach baseball on mm -hmm. sunday and some of my kids were talking about the time they spent mm -hmm. on snapchat in one oh. week <laughs> yeah in one week i had i think i had a kid say in one week he spent 37 hours on snapchat oh my goodness that's seven days 37 hours yeah 
I don't know what 37 divided by 7 is, but that's a lot. Yeah, for sure. That's like, you know, what 7 times 7 is 49, right? Yeah. So it's almost 7 hours a day. That is insane. So it's about 6. Yeah. That's 6 hours a day when you spend 8 to 5 at school? Mm-hmm. And he, that's like not unusual. Yeah, it's, it's normal nowadays. That's not unusual know? unless your parents are doing a really deliberate job of putting boundaries and screen times mm-hmm. and things on your phone. Or you just don't have a phone yet. Yeah. Which is another interesting thing, but I think it's a very brave and smart choice. For sure. But at sure. least you have to be very cognizant of the time they spent on it, who they're talking to, what restrictions you put on it. And the phone has a lot of capabilities to be able to do that. And I think about this like when I have a kid, like what will I do? Right. I'll be flying by the seat of my pants as well, like, <laughs> trying to figure it out as I go because no one yeah. has all the answers. Absolutely right. not. You're like, I love this person that mm-hmm. I've created. Well, I'm going to do the best job I can for him. Mm-hmm. But also social media has an, a, an aspect of belonging. You know, I had a team when we were 13 and two kids on the team at 13 didn't have a phone mm-hmm. and they were ostracized Oh wow. because after every practice, after every game, everyone takes out their phone. Two kids do not. Nobody wants to hang out with them. Wow. So you also have to think about that as a parent. Like, okay, am I ostracizing my kid, making him get made fun of, be pushed to the side because I don't want him to have a phone. Mm-hmm. But what are the long-term benefits of him not having a phone and a couple eighth graders and ninth graders and seventh graders not really liking him? Right. You have to weigh those options. Yeah, for sure. You have to weigh them very, very heavily. And this is not just like a throwaway conversation like, hey, I think, you know, our kid's 12. Let's get him a phone today. Right, yeah. We're talking about this over and over and over and over again until we feel very, 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 very concrete on our decision. Like, yes, this is as positive and as real as I can get about this choice. Now I'm going to make it. And whatever happens with it happens. There's going to be some yins and yangs. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some spirals. There's going to be some pivots you might have to make. But at least in your heart of hearts, you thought about it deep enough to be like, mm-hmm, this is what's best for my kid, I yeah. think. You know, and now we have robots and AIs and all this stuff coming right, out. Right, yeah. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, that's a whole different topic. Yeah. That's like, it's too much for me. I'm already, yeah. yeah. Like, anyways. So before we get, I want to get back into fitness and I want to uh-huh. get back into marriage because you're recently married, a couple years now. Yeah. But I do want to talk about probably, I don't know, big thing that happened to you in the last year as you moved to Texas. Yeah. Right? Was it in the last year? Uh, last Yeah, last year, um, August is when we arrived here in Texas and moved from Vegas. And uh, it's been a really big, big change. And uh, it's a change that I've been longing for growing up in Vegas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever go to Vegas, you'll never find a local out there, you know, like who grew up out there and stayed there, you know, like oh, they really? always move out, you know, like it's so interesting. Um, but, uh, it's been good. It's been good for my wife and I's marriage, you know, uh, stemming away from our family because we don't have any family here, you know, all so, your family's still in Vegas. Yeah. Like all, your parents. Yeah. My, my, my parents are still in Vegas. All my siblings they are, you know, everywhere now, you know, same thing with her family being in Sacramento. Uh, being everywhere now. I think her brother actually just recently moved to Austin, but still not in proximity, you know, 20, 30 minutes away. But um, it's been good, you know, learning how to, one, um, rely on each other, you know, um, to, to, and then as for me personally, as as the uh, leader in the relationship to to lead uh, her properly and and to, to protect, provide, and preside in our, in our family. And to Say those three words again. Uh, protect, provide, and preside. Mm, you know? nice. and, and I, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I like that a lot too. I was like, oh, that's, I'm going to use that one. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? um, 
and it's it's been a really big blessing of course nothing's perfect right you know like we have our ups and downs and whatnot you know but um one thing that i'm grateful that you know i've been taught growing up is like you know i never date to date have fun but date to marry and and you know one of the first things that you know when we were dating um uh on our first date you know like her first question was like yeah you know like uh do you want kids you know and i'm like nice to see you too you know so <laughs> how are you i'll take yes. water yeah take exactly water. You know? yeah that's funny you want to sit down you know like um and you know got to it and and uh her next thing was is like you know uh, well i'm uh i'm glad you want to have kids i do too you know but i'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom stay-at-home wife you know you're gonna have to figure that out and i'm like thank you you know for trusting me that with that and i'm like yes i'm gonna make that happen you know mm. uh and and you know you don't get a lot of that especially around you know my age group where you know it's it's wishy-washy with with boys and girls nowadays you know mm. but wishy-washy uh, to say it very loosely oh yeah for, for sure you know um not having a really solid foundation of what you want to value in life long term but um yeah it's 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 been good in having that foundation where we commit to each other you know knowing what commitment is you know not something that you try but something that you do and and Thankfully, like her upbringing, she learned that, and you know, and, and, and with my upbringing, I learned that as far as following through on a commitment nowadays. You know, we're really good at defining what things are, but our application is, is in, in today's society, it sucks, you know, um, as far as like discipline, commitments, you know, like I don't think a lot of people my age can spell commitment, you know. That's uh, a, they're very scared wow. of it, you know. I want to stop uh, you right there. Yeah. Because that's an amazing point. We're really good at defining yeah is that what you said yeah, defining, defining these terms but not very good at applying them yeah <laughs> wow that's so true yeah because we're is. very smart all of us are very oh. smart and we also have a phone so we yeah. can look up anything and be like yes i know the definition of discipline and commitment and mm-hmm. honor and respect but am i applying them right hmm. yeah it's, it's yeah. a lot of like head knowledge but you know just like anything you know it's 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 not it's not knowledge is power it's application knowledge is power you know and that's thankfully i've been taught that very young you know um and that's helped with moving here and and uh uh making things work out because we moved here uh without even having jobs you know like we as soon as we made like we signed our lease on the apartment way before we even found jobs and we're like okay we're gonna make this happen we need this change um that sort of thing and why did you need the change uh Quite, quite honestly, to plant our flag somewhere else, you know, like to build our story, to build our life, to build our future, um, away from uh, influences that would deter us otherwise. You mm. know? Like our parents, you know, they, they want the best for us, you know, sure. they, they, they intend the best, you know. Um, but sometimes, like, uh, even, you know, even though my dad has told me this all the time, um, but sucks at remembering it, it's like, listen to the people that you would want to trade lives with, you know. And mm. I've told my parents plenty of times, like, I'm grateful for you guys. I want to I want to honor you guys, but my version of honoring you guys is doing better than y'all. You know, you you guys don't have the life that I want. You know, um, so I'm gonna move away. <laughs> you know, and 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 listen to people to uh, for for advice and, and and lifelong lessons that other people have uh, gotten and in areas of uh, where I want to be. You know. Um, and not just like compartmentalized, you know, but, but holistically, mm. you know, um, because everything's tied together. You can't just simply compartmentalize your, your, your marriage and then your, your relationship with your kids. They go hand in hand together, you know, right. and, and, and same thing with work and 
you know, casual relationships, intentional relationships, etc. Um, but it's, I mean, it all, it all, uh, uh, came down, um, kind of like in a, in a bird's eye view when we moved here, like, okay, this is, this is the game plan and, and we need to, uh, uh, fight for, uh, one, each other and fight for the future that we want. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Well, you must've had faith in yourselves. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and potentially a higher power if you're a religious individual. Yeah. So then faith in your, in whoever your spiritual leader, your religious leader is mm -hmm. to then decide to leave a place where you felt comfortable, mm -hmm. move a place where you know nobody yeah. and not have any sort of security yet. Yeah. So brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, were there a lot of conversations between you and your wife about that? Like, how did you, how did you build that faith in so, one another? So one, it, it really, uh, we didn't have so many hard conversations around moving um thankfully we had those hard conversations while we were dating mm. you know um uh, because like and, and i told her this too and, and she totally agree like 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 red flags and dating become black holes in marriage you know and and it's just it's it's something that uh once you're married it's, it's almost irreparable you know and mm -hmm. that sort of thing it's like oh crap i'm stuck with this person you know um and that's why i think the divorce rate is so high um, is because they don't address those things. So like, oh, they're gonna, you know, they'll they'll change. You they'll know, fix or, itself. Th yeah, exactly. You know, I'll fix what, him. What will know? fix itself? Yeah, exactly. The know? fact that you, you yeah. <laughs> um, and it's 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 good that we hash those out. You know, because that became our foundation of like trust and faith in each other. Um, especially when we got married, um, because we know we don't have a, a when because we both agreed like. Like divorce is not a word in our dictionary, mm. you know. Um, yeah, we'll fall on our faces, we'll probably get into arguments and whatnot, you know, or heated discussions, you know, uh, and uh, things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, we we know that these come from a, a place of love that we want to fight for each other, mm. you know, um, and that's something that I'm glad that uh, I I learned, you know, um, prior uh, uh, from people that I've met, books that I've read, uh, and that's just, you know, having a conversation about moving here wasn't so hard, you know, because we knew what our foundation was, yeah. you know, it wasn't sand, it was, it was concrete, mm. you know, uh, and, and from there, like, we could, you can't build a house on top of sand, you know? No, not uh, a chance. Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to fall over the first sign of trouble, which oh, is like wind, sure. a yeah. very light, a very light wind. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like a, bree a sort of a breeze on like a yeah. summer day where it's like nice out, and then it's yeah. like wind, there's the house. Right. Oh, yeah, 100%, you know? Yeah. And uh, just now our goal is just to build a mansion on top of that concrete and, and just uh, go from there, you know? Um, we have big, big dreams for ourselves, and that's one of the things that I talk to her about, you know? Like, I want, like, you know, clear vision for us, and, and uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been really good, you know? So, yeah, and, and I know that, you know, like, being married young, married at 21, wow, two years ago, um, that's that's not so common nowadays you no, know no no it's you, not especially to stay married after you know after a year you know and yeah i kind of uh i'm not sure if the statistics are still this way but to be married at like in your 20s or early 20s you know you're more likely to get a divorce within the first 12 to 18 months really you know and i'm like holy crud you know it's probably increased it's probably like worsened nowadays when i first read that like I don't know, three, four years ago. 
Um, but I'm like, okay, like, am I gonna end up being a statistic or am I gonna be the outlier? You know, um, and I think in today's society, it's a lot better to be an outlier, but it's not normal. You know, um, that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to be the outlier. For sure. You, know? you want to be the outlier for sure. Like, there's a there's a quote that says we. What is it? Um, shoot. Now this is embarrassing. <laughs> Man, I can't, can't even remember the quote on my own podcast. Um, but anyways, it'll come back to me if, it, if it's important. But um, what I was going to touch on was the fact that so you and your wife basically did all of the hard work mm-hmm. before saying and making a commitment to forever. Yeah. For right? Sure. Because when I look at my girlfriend, someone who I'm going to marry... Mm-hmm. I think about, okay, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, yeah. God willing, however long we're going to live. For sure. That's sort of out of our control. Besides, you know, doing the foundational stuff of eating well, moving well, sleeping well, thinking well, right? But uncontrollable things happen yeah. all the time. But I'm saying, okay, in 30 years, in 40 years, will I still want to put in consistent effort mm-hmm. towards her and towards being the best version of me? Because mm-hmm. being the best version of me means I'm being the best version of me towards her yeah and so when we have an argument when we disagree when we can't mm, find a solution immediately Mm -hmm. do i still want to put in that consistent effort yeah just to try and try and try and try and try it's so awesome that they're doing the gardening right now. yeah (laughs) it's great so great (laughs) slight intermission break you know yeah it's all right champions adjust yeah but anyways so it's like that's what i think about like Will I want to run away at yeah. the first sign of trouble? Say we both lose our jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we do? We give up and fold? Yeah. No, we're like, okay, we've, we, how can we spiral up in this right. moment together? And so I think about that with her when I see her and I think about proposing and having a wedding and all these things. And I'm like, yes, I want to do that. I want to do that. And you have to seriously consider all of those factors when doing anything hard. Because when doing anything hard, that means it's going to be worthwhile. Yeah. And that means it could be the most beautiful thing and relationship that you've ever created in your whole life. Mm-hmm. And that's what having a partner is. Outside of probably having a kid, I would imagine, might be right. even a little bit more special. But yeah. So that's, that's, what you, that's how concrete you have to get. And that's why it's very rare for a young person to do that. When I was your age at 21, I was just graduating college. And I was about to become a professional wrestler and run around the world in my underpants. (laughs) No way could I have created a serious relationship that was built on trust and love and respect. For sure. And I knew that about myself, so I wasn't trying to get into any sort of anything serious. Mm -hmm. Now, there there were some issues with that, right? You don't treat people as well as you should have. Mm sort of disregard people's feelings all things that you know I could have done better at right but then you you learn and grow from all of those things through experiences through personal development through getting to the root of where you want to be and how you want to be mm-hmm. and then you finally become ready for that so your your perspective at such a young age is is beautiful appreciate it you know that. maybe you had a predisposition to that maybe it was your parents maybe you had beautiful role maybe it was a combination of everything mm-hmm. but yeah you're uh, much different than any young person of your age. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Um, and it's it's a culmination of a lot of things, you know, from from parents to uh, role model role models, coaches that I had growing up in high school. <clears throat> um, 
mentors, planet mentors that I've had, you know, our spiritual leaders and whatnot, you know, and it, it, it takes a culmination of things, you know, and, and I never, you know, want to say that I'm self-made, you know, that sort of thing, but I do take bits and pieces to, to from others, uh, you know, to learn from others and their mistakes and their, you know, heartfelt lessons and whatnot and apply them to myself, like, okay, you know, like, what can I do? And that's not really taught nowadays you know mm -hmm. unfortunately especially for my age group and below it's just like you know go go how you feel you know like is this for me you know like like no <laughs> you know like like commitment like you said you know like especially when it gets hard um you know it's it's a matter of fact just falling through and figuring it out you know and not just folding and wetting your pants you mm -hmm. know um and it takes courage to do stuff like that you know and 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 my mentor has always said like you know, like in face of fear, like, yeah, you're going to wet your pants, but courage is, is doing the right thing with wet pants, you know, like, yeah. yeah, and it's just like, like, just do it anyways, you Beautiful. know, and, um, and it's like, and when you do it, you know, um, you realize that big whole wall of, of fear is just paper mache, you know, and just, you just step right through it, like, oh, this isn't so bad, you know, mm. um, and that's with anything, you know, when it comes to marriage, fitness, going to gym for the first time, uh, getting in a serious relationship for the first time, anything for the first time is going to be scary, but, you know, it's it's what you do that's scary that grows you, you know, mm -hmm. um, like, anything, like you said, worthwhile, you know, is, is, is going to take hard work, it's going to be hard, you know, nothing, nothing in life is going to be easy or easily earned, you know, if you don't pay a price for it, you're not going to treat it as well as you earn something, you know? right, um, and, Quite honestly, like that's that's just been the perspective that that thankfully my dad has taught me, especially forcing me to go to gym. Like, hey, you gotta you know earn the fact that you're you know gonna be in sports and 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 put yourself on a on a on a I guess like a position where you have a chip chip on your shoulder where you don't necessarily have anything to prove to others but yourself. Yeah. You know, um, and being you know spiritual and whatnot. You know, like my biggest fear you know is is to lived up to I'm like 80, 90, 100, whatever, definitely 100, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and die and God brings me to the pearly gates of heaven and, and, and I don't recognize the person he's introducing to me, which is the best version of myself. You know, I, I want to be able to, to know who that person is because I fought every single day to become that person, you know, and that sort of thing. I don't want that, that's the last thing I want to do is, is, is not recognize who he's trying to introduce to me. Right. You know, and it's, it's, it's a very scary thought, you know, and then most people are, Either, you know, uh, I think guys naturally are more uh, um, motivated by, like, the nightmare of certain things, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, last thing we want is, like, like to, to not live up to our fullest potential and, and, and have a, you know, a crappy average life, you know, and that sort of thing. Uh, whereas my wife, she's, she's all for the dream. She's all for, like, what we want, we're, we're going to be in life, and that pulls her a lot, you know? But for us guys, it's like, man, what if I don't provide? Right. You know, what, what if I don't protect our family? What if I don't? make the the decision necessary to be a leader in our in our family uh to to make those hard decisions and to lead uh and and that takes a lot of uh courage to 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 build that trust in yourself in your faith in yourself mm -hmm. you know um and sometimes you gotta borrow it you know like there there are plenty of like coaches you know they're they are gonna have plenty of um faith in you you know, to, to succeed, you know, because they're investing in you, you know, might as well borrow that faith, you know, right. if you don't have that faith in yourself yet. That's where I started in sports, you know, I was a scrawny little kid, you know, going to the gym for the first time doing football, and I'm like, I, you know, like, I don't know if I can do it, you know, but um, anyone who invests time in you, you know, like, they're going to have faith faith in you whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. you know, so might as well use it until you have faith in yourself, you know, right. um, and that just takes 
following through on commitment, mm-hmm. you know, um, despite fear, despite hardship, despite adversity, you know, I think one of the favorite things that, that, that I've learned to say is like, you know, through adversity, we rise, you know, and it's just, it's really just that, you know, um, and one of the really great parallels that I like is like with, uh, I don't know if you know anything about like eagles or whatnot, you know, but really. one, one, one of my favorite animals, um, the only bird that actually flies into uh, a storm is the uh, eagle. Yeah, is the eagle. Yeah, oh. any any species of eagle is just that right there, and 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 uh, where all the other birds would fly away from it, you know, um, an eagle will fly into it, mm. you know, um, because when you when you when you think about it, you know, like especially like another another parallel that I found out here is like buffaloes and, and cows, you know, like what a cow will do is like when they see a storm, they, they there's just storm, and then the cows will just slowly walk away from it. But the storm is pacing, and they catch up, and they stay in that for a very, very long time, you know. Um, whereas, like a cow, or a, like a buffalo or an eagle, uh, you know, as soon as they see it, they go straight towards it, and the 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 time it takes for them to be parallel, you know, it isn't as long as someone who's sulking in it. You the know? storm passes them more quickly. Yeah, exactly. Because they went into it. Yeah, you know. Instead they, of trying to like. Yeah. Go with it, you know. <laughs> right. Try to run away from it. Yeah, yeah. Know, or run away from it for sure, even yeah. more. Oh, for sure, you know, and it's just, it's just very, like, parallels that we aren't taught, you know, and, and uh, just in principle of hardship and, and working hard and anything worthwhile, you know, takes hard work, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're basically trying to build an undeniable stack of proof that yeah. you are who you say you are. For sure. Yeah. That's how you build up your self-worth, your yeah. self-esteem, your sense of enoughness, mm-hmm. right? Everyone is innately enough. Oh, yeah. Right? You're beautiful how you are. You're worth it, right? But we, we get our self-esteem and our self-worth trapped up in other people. Mm-hmm. But if we can do the things we say we're going to do and build that undeniable stack of proof, mm-hmm. when some days we're not feeling our best, we can look back and be like, no, I am this person. Yeah. I've done this day in and day out and this day I just need... A little rest or I need a little extra love or I need a little extra this or something something mm-hmm. but I'm not transferring my self-worth into anyone else's brain for sure because they don't know the stack of proof that I've created that makes me the person that I said I'm gonna I am yeah. and that's complete ownership of who you are it's yeah. not fake it till you make it that's not any woo-woo bullshit right that's like real things that you've stepped up and done yeah and it can be as simple as okay tomorrow I am going to wake up brush my teeth and clean my bed if that's that if that's what you have in the tank, then that's what you say you do. Yep. And you did it. And so that's one stack. That's mm-hmm. one layer. That's one brick. Okay, now I can do brush my teeth, I can clean my room, and I can put away two coats. Yeah. Great. And then you just build up. Now I'm gonna do three push-ups after that. And then I'm gonna go for like you're just building yeah. and it doesn't matter where your starting point is. It doesn't matter how deemed embarrassing that starting point is. Because mm-hmm. it's not embarrassing. That's your starting point. That's where your root of honesty is. And then you just build it and build it and you're, you're painting these layers over and over and over again. Right. And so that's how you build a sort of undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are. Yeah. And then you have everything to lean on when things get hard. Oh, for sure. Like you and your wife have an undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are and you have the relationship that you say you have. And then when you fall on your face or something happens or there's a death in the family or things just get out of control, you're like, okay, we have this to lean on. Yeah, Because we've sure. been here before and, and we know how to talk through it we don't have a dialogue about it 
and that's really important. And also speaking about young people, the problem is is that everyone wants to be rich and famous without yeah. doing everyone without doing the work. Yeah, for sure. Like I want to make one video on TikTok. I want it to go viral and have thirty five million views, and I want every single brand and company to then want me to post videos for them. Mm-hmm. Or I want to get on Love Island. And then boom, I'm done. But you don't, you're not putting in the work. Yeah. You're not putting in the work to get rich and famous when really that's that's a materialistic goal. Mm-hmm. And money is very important. Oh. You need it to live and have freedom and to provide and maybe to give back and influence and help people. Mm-hmm. That's not like an ultimate ending goal. And right. neither is being famous. You don't know that you don't want to be famous until you actually get famous. Yeah. And you have no <laughs> privacy, no sense of peace. Yeah. You Everyone is commenting on everything you do online. Mm-hmm. This is coming from a person who posts a lot online yeah. like I have very intimate conversations that I post on the internet mm-hmm. um, but I'm putting in the work right. about doing it and maybe my podcast gets one player gets 10 million mm-hmm. it's going to be the same sort of conversation for sure but not looking to I mean we're 142 episodes into this podcast yeah. I w- didn't think I was going to get famous off episode one <laughs> one because it was absolute garbage <laughs> and the conversation was not coherent yeah. and there was no microphones and there was nothing Right, but mm-hmm. but people, young people think that that way. Yeah. Now it's not a bad goal, I guess, to want to be an influencer, mm-hmm. but that takes also takes work. Right. Like what what are you what are you an expert at? What can you talk about? How can mm-hmm. you draw people in? How can you help people? What sort of schedule, social media schedule do you have? Mm-hmm. How do you maintain your health and fitness and mental health through having to be on social media all the time to yeah. become this influencer? Not okay, I'll just post the videos and then I'll get rich and famous and then right. my life will be beautiful. No, you're still going to have the same internal issues that you're dealing mm-hmm. with now and this is not going to solve any of them. It's probably going to exacerbate them. So you might as well get to the heart of it now. Start yeah. honoring yourself, becoming that best version of you, then think about what scopes you want to enter and then you talk about those things. Yeah. And that's more real and that's more authentic and it's more scalable because it's actually something that you you embody and it's truthful and it's right. real. So. There's a lot going on there, but yeah, no, I like that a lot. I I, I love what you said about you know, stacking, uh, and uh, having an undeniable stack of evidence for yourself. You know, and and that's that's honestly, uh, that's where you should be at as far as like the goal as far because one thing I always been taught is like if if you don't have the result that you don't that you want, maybe you're not the person that deserves that result. Mm. You know, um, and that just requires. You know, maybe you are doing the right thing. Maybe you know, as far as doing the work and 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 uh, uh, finding out what the right I don't know formula or recipe it would be. You know, sometimes maybe it isn't just like not necessarily just finding out what's the right thing. Maybe doing the right thing long enough. Mm. You know, and uh, that's and a, a great parallel would be like going to the gym. You know, yeah. <laughs> like like for first three four months, you're not gonna you're not gonna see the result that you want. You know, but as long as you stay consistent, one day you'll walk past the mirror and be like. I didn't used to look like this, you right. know, like, all right, you know, and then it's just like that, that adds a layer, like you said, and, and, uh, and, and, and it builds character, you know, it builds character. um, Absolutely. just like how you said, like, you know, a lot of people our age want to be successful without the work, you know, um, but the last thing I would, you know, if, if I was at the top of the mountain and I had an opportunity to, to, to skip the journey from point A to point B, you know, as far in the, in the middle being hard work, struggle, strife, you know. Uh, and I found out a way to, to, to skip all that, you know, I wouldn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, because, because it's the struggle and adversity and the strife that, and the, and the hard decision-making, the, the tough conversations with yourself personally, um, as an individual is what builds you and molds you into a better version of yourself, you know? 
Um, and I like I like a lot of what we said. You know, it's 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 so true because like and 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 it's it's applicable to anything in life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you want a good marriage, if you want a good relationship with yourself, a good relationship with you know your spirituality, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's it's not taught nowadays. You know, yeah. it's so, it's so unfortunate. A lot of things that that we've learned. You know, um, we wish we learned in high school. You know, uh, but unfortunately, it's it's just like it's just uh i don't know uh a, a worldview that isn't very uh um popular yeah. you know uh and that sort of thing i mean i believe like if shoot man if skinny jeans can be popular again you know i think values and morals can be popular yes again, you know so absolutely uh, <laughs> that yes. sort of thing yes um but shoot man uh it's 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 unfortunate but there's there's uh things that we can do um people that we can become you know because uh, as much as we can say a lot of good things, you know, nothing beats, um, one of my favorite pastors, uh, Paul Sika, um, he said that, you know, any, any, a life well lived beats any word preached well, Yes. you know, and, uh, it speaks volumes, you 100%. know, uh, and, um, shoot, man, that's just the way that we need to be in order to, to, yeah, change how we want society to change, mm-hmm. you know, is, is be, be the change as cliche as it sounds, you know, yeah, that's you the have truth. to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think about it all the time. Cause like, yes, you can listen to all the best podcasts in the world. Right? Yeah. You can listen to this podcast. You can listen to modern wisdom or Tim Ferriss or rich roll or Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and you can get all of the information, the best yeah. information from the smartest most capable, skilled individuals on the planet in their domain of work. Yeah. But if all you do is listen and you never apply and you never do. Yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast when I was at the gym earlier. Uh-huh. And this guy said, he came on to a podcast where he was a big fan of the guy he was on the podcast with. Mm-hmm. He's like a, a coach for a major league baseball team. Okay. And he was listening to this guy who he's on the podcast with since like 2015. And now it's 2023. He's on the podcast. Oh, wow. And so he was telling this guy, he's like, yeah, over the last couple of years, I, I only really listened to like two or three a year. And the podcast host was like shocked. He was like, well, I thought you were a fan. He was like, well, what had happened was I was consuming too much of your content and it was never doing. Yeah. So I stopped listening and started to think about what are the nuggets that I learned since 2015 that really resonated with me. And then how do I just go do and do and do and iterate and review and mm-hmm. execute and execute? And so I stopped really listening, knowing that I already got your wisdom mm-hmm. and I had to go apply it yeah. instead of just consuming. And so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Because sure. that's true. Like I would rather you take the information that you learn on one episode and go do and become the best yeah. than constantly listen to every episode and never go do. Mm-hmm. Because the more people do, then the better the world is. Yeah. Right? If me and you actively decide individually to be the best version of ourselves, now we're friends, now mm-hmm. we're the best version of ourselves together. Yeah. Now, where does that branch out to? That branches out to your wife, to your wife's friends, to your mm-hmm. other friends, to my friends. Like, it's beautiful. It's a domino effect of unprecedented value that you could never see how far it could take it. Yeah. And that's unbelievable. So, and I, yeah, I mean, I learned all of my lessons, either from, obviously, my parents were amazing. I'm mm-hmm. fucking blessed. Like, <laughs> unbelievably yeah. to have the parents that I have. And they live 45 minutes away. Mm, with traffic. It's like 30 minutes away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But I learned... Everything else, like the lessons they were trying to teach me, yeah. I've actually learned them through the gym yeah. or through baseball. That's awesome.
because like just like you said, right? I walked in the gym when I was a junior in high school. So it was about 15. It was the first mm-hmm. time I went to the like a box gym myself. Mm-hmm. I worked out a little bit of high school through a sports team, but I was like, I want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And if I at 15 and someone said, here, I'll give you a magic pill and you'll be just as jacked as you want to be in one week and it's all you have to do, yeah. I would have said yes at 15, Yeah. but I wouldn't have learned anything that I know yeah. now. And I would exactly. be in a terrible spot as just a big old jack dude who knows <laughs> nothing about life. Right, right? yeah. But you've never met a big old jack dude who isn't locked in about effort, hard work, yeah. consistency. Because he didn't get huge for no reason. Right. He literally spent maybe a, an obsessive amount of time in the gym. Mm-hmm. But he knows that. And so, I mean, I'm 15 years into the gym. You know, I still, I feel great. Yeah. You know, I'm not gigantic, <laughs> right? So that's what I mean. You still yeah. have to put in the work all the time. Your body changes over time. It adapts. You know, get older. You play sports, whatever. But for sure. those lessons of consistency... And continuing to show up, mm-hmm. and like I'm about to do Krav Maga when when we're done oh, with this yeah. interview, and I'm like I don't really want to go, like <laughs> kick and punch a heavy bag for 15 straight rounds. Yeah, like it's, oh, but I'm gonna go. Right. Because afterwards I'm be like, yes, yeah, that was awesome. I needed that, you know. Uh, so yeah, but I want to transition a little bit to to chess, mm. to chess. So. Uh, when did that become, when did that get introduced in your life? Um, I think I was like seven or eight when my dad had introduced me. And um, yeah, I was, I was fascinated, fascinated with it for since then, you know, um, I haven't been like totally consistent with it. I've probably been serious about it in the past two years. Um, as the far most as, serious like, about it in the past two yeah, years? Yeah, most serious about it in the, in the past two years. Um, as far as like trying to get better at it, you know, um, getting uh what's called like titles in chess you know um basically like a national master international master grandmasters certain peaks uh uh titles titles you know that you can earn by playing well like belts in a martial arts yeah like belts you know um and right now working really hard to get a national recognition which is the national master which is just hitting a certain uh performance uh to get earned that title you know Mm. Um, but chess is, is great. I, and I'm happy that my dad hadn't introduced me, you know, cause there's, there's, it's, it's one of the only games that's long lived throughout centuries, you know? Um, and it's, it teaches a lot about life, quite honestly, decision-making, um, knowing that if you take, you know, a certain path, the, the paths that you had before may or may not be an option to you, mm. you know, uh, in the long run. Um, and it's just not like life isn't just a game of chess. It's a series of games of chess, right? You know, in my mind, um, where you learn and, and analyze what you did before, you know, because what I think is so attractive and what uh, why chess is so big nowadays, aside from, you know, the uh, well, biggest that's ever been, um, aside from like the usual, like, you know, Netflix series, you know, that pops uh, up. Yeah. yeah. It makes people want to go buy a chess board. Yeah, exactly. I watch you know, Queen's, I watch Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. How'd you like it? It's a good show. Yeah. Didn't make me want to play chess, <laughs> but it was an entertaining show. For sure. And then I also realized how smart and intricate and challenging the game is. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I don't want to do it because <laughs> I'm bad at it. Yeah. You know, and I already do a bunch of stuff that I'm really bad at. Like I'm really bad at jujitsu. I'm decent at podcasting. Uh-huh. Like I'm really bad at Krav. Like, but so I'm. But I want to do those things. Right. I can't add another thing that I'm really bad at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> not like yet. when I get decent at those things, uh-huh. and then maybe I become 
capable and uh, maybe I'll pick something else I've done bad at. But I like being sure. a fool. Being a fool is fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you know? know, like, I mean, you have to learn, you know. Uh, you either progress or regress, you know, mm -hmm. and, and uh, it's the same thing uh, with crop, you know, with anything, any skill that you want to learn, you know. Um, you're gonna be bad at it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like expect to fall on your face and suck. You know, all like, the time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, um, but back to to chess, but it's it's, it's great. You know, um, a lot of lessons I've learned. You know, I I like to align it with chess, and and uh, uh, you know some of the lessons that I've learned from chess applies to life as well. Hundred percent. You I know, would imagine. Um, critical thinking. You know, um, self awareness, long term thinking. Um, especially self-awareness because like there's there's a lot of things that uh what we'll call it as far as what we want to do in life you know um but there's the, i think the game of life is is like who's the other player you know who's who's trying to challenge us to to be better to to or, or to fall or whatever you know um and think about like you know when we go through strife and struggle you know um not taking it as like oh crap, you know, what is this, you know, like, what, I gotta figure this out, you know, like, and, and letting it stress you out, uh, one thing that, that I learned through chess is like, you know, oh, this is, this is a, this is a difficult, uh, position or, 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 uh, um, I guess, like, situation, mm. um, and feel as a compliment, because, like, if you hadn't played or proceeded in life the way that you want, um, then, I believe God doesn't toss you over challenges, you know, and that sort of thing. Uh, whereas, or the enemy doesn't toss you over challenges, you know, because uh, they don't see you as a threat, right? You know, uh, whereas if you are making progress, where you are proceeding in life, where how you want to be becoming the best version of, uh, uh, of yourself, uh, the enemy will uh, toss you over challenges and challenge you and, and, and try to steer you off course and, and taking that as a compliment, you know, mm. be like, Thanks, you know, I'm growing. Talk, give me more, you know. Right. Uh, that's your thing. I'm, a, I, I'm confident I'm going to solve this. You know, I'm confident that I'm going to, you know, uh, um, come out of this at, on top, you know. And um, having confidence with it, I think that's also something that's not really taught nowadays. I'm glad that, you know, my mentors have taught me this to, to take challenges as a compliment because, like, you know, um, it takes it takes a, a certain person, a certain type of caliber to really move forward no matter what, you know, um, and kind of struggling through words of how I want to word this, but, um, I mean, if you don't have challenges in your life, then, I don't know, you're probably in your comfort zone majority of the time, you yeah. know, you're either running away from it or, which is really, really what it is, you know, um, cause you progress or regress, I don't think there's anything in the middle, you know, I think it's very mm -hmm. binary. Um, for me at least um, yeah like you can sit and sulk in certain situations um, but the one thing the, the one common de denominator that we all have is, is time mm -hmm. you know it's, and it's changing so you're either going to change forward or change backwards and yeah. it's just like just like that you know um, and those those are some of the, the the big lessons that I learned from from playing chess and, and learning more about chess is one grant self-awareness you know um because when you're looking at something, it's also, it's, it's actually quite funny because like how you play chess, the, your style in chess is actually a direct reflection of your personality, you know? Interesting. Because um, if you're a really, really aggressive player, uh, most of the aggressive players that I've played and, and met as a person, um, they're very outgoing, they're very like mm. go-getter, you know, whereas if, 
if you're if you're more defensive, you know, you're more reserved. You know, mm. you're you're like not that uh, uh, outgoing. You know, it's 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 actually really interesting to see because that's that's a yeah. It's it's I don't know if they've made studies on this, but like it's something that I've noticed. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense for it to be a reflection of yeah who you are, right? Because it it would be hard to sort of be two separate individuals. But yeah. I guess you could channel your your chess persona mm-hmm. while you're playing and then outside of it be someone completely different. But I think that, yeah. would, that would get exhausting and sort of performative maybe in that nature. But Yeah, for sure, you know. Um, and it's just like with anything too, you know, like if, if, you know, anything done behind closed doors will be, you know, revealed mm. outdoors, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, chess is, chess is very, very fun. Um, one thing I think was so attractive to me is like it's 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 a uh, taught me full responsibility over my actions oh, you know because yeah. when you play chess and you, and you lose a game it's not because of luck it's not because of like you know whatever whatever excuse you want to label it it's it's because you weren't good enough at the time you know and you made the wrong decision and then you need to learn from what's that decision where did i go wrong mm. you know um and some of it can be obvious it's like oh i shouldn't have said that <laughs> you know you know or uh, where it was really, really good, you know, you've been really making really good progress, but you're not where you want to be. And, and then having a struggle to find out like, crap, you know, what is it, you know, that I need to work on, you know? Um, and it, and it takes, it takes a, a long time to figure that out without like a third person, you know, viewing in from the outside in, um, because we all have blind spots, yeah, you know, of course. you know, and it, and, it, and sometimes we're, we're not too privy to it, but, um, yeah, I mean that's that. Th- those are some of the big lessons I learned from playing and learning chess. Is is uh are those things? So. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because I was I would imagine taking responsibility for your actions is a huge one. because yeah. you're the one moving the pieces on the table. For sure. You're the one viewing the game, mm-hmm. thinking that this might be the best choice, mm-hmm. and then ultimately wasn't. Maybe it got you yeah. beat, and you're like, mm, that wasn't my fault. Yeah, you, you can't know. say that. No, yeah. it wasn't me. So, oh, you your hand didn't move that piece on the board, <laughs> right? Yeah. What do you did you have a microphone in your ear? Was coach was telling you from? Well, now you're cheating. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you know, like you can't do that. You know? Yeah, and so taking taking full responsibility for that that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, self awareness, and then I think probably one that I would envision is like being able to see different pathways. Yeah. To to your to your ultimate finish line. For sure. I mean, there's no ultimate finish line. You're always, but in the sense of a game setting where you're gamifying things mm-hmm. like chess or baseball, there's like an ultimate finish line. Right. I want to win. Yeah, for sure. So you can see different multiple pathways to that. I think that's probably maybe another lesson. Yeah, no, for that sure. That could be helpful in life. Um, long-term decision-making and envisioning where you're going to be, you know, not yeah. just, not just like in a couple of days, but like five, 10, 15 years from now, Yeah. you know, and uh, making the decisions to get to that point, you know, um, yeah, we might not be there at the time frame that we would have wanted, but it would be better to, to make the progress rather than not make the progress. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like people who ask like, you know, like how long am I going to, you know, until I'm successful, you know, like, well, how, how long is it going to take me to be successful or whatever in life? You know, it's like as much time as it does not, you know, mm-hmm. like it, your, your time is going to pass whether you make the decision to, to, to move forward or not, you know? Um, and it's the same thing with chess. You can sit on a move forever, you know, um, but 
eventually you're gonna have to move you know Naturally. uh and that sort of thing is there a time uh, clock oh yeah yeah, yeah time what's clock. the time in between each move uh it depends but we get a total time it can be like three minutes per player you know okay um which is more of a fun more casual you know kind of setting but uh for longer time controls you know each player can have 90 minutes each you know um where we have to make total our decisions and, and moves uh where uh we also have what's called increment so like maybe a 30 second increment where each move that we make we gain an additional 30 seconds you know um and it can a game can last from 10 minutes short as one minute or or up to like four or five six hours you yeah know? you know my one of my longest games was like six and a half hours you know Sheesh. and it's yeah super it, intense Oh, for sure. And uh, it was definitely, um, and what's, what's, what's also, I guess, now I think about it, um, learning more emotional stability with it, because like, you can spend four or five hours on a game and ruin it in one, in one move, you know, like you're having the, you're having the best game of your life. And then all of a sudden you make one bad decision and you just blow it off, you know, and you lose, you know, where you're supposed to be winning, you know, and, and that's how I felt in that game. Um, I didn't lose, but could have, but um, it was a it was a six and a half hour game just to turn out to be a draw, a tie. No one wins, mm. and uh, it's it's stuff like that where it's like, oh, come on, you know, like I spent that much of my time just not to win, you know. Um, but that's also reflective of life, you know. It's like like there there are certain times where you know, like in the gym, you're trying to hit your max, you know, uh, and it takes you longer than you wanted, mm -hmm. you know, um, and you have to uh, face. Uh, the, the reality of like, okay, you know, you're not um, where you want to be. Um, so who do you have to become to, to, to be where you want to be, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and it just takes personal growth, you know? Um, takes a lot of uh, self-awareness to, to know where you want to be, but also who you need to become. But um, yeah. <laughs> Why did you decide to take chess more seriously over the last couple of years? Uh, quite honestly, um, to, to get one of my titles, you know? Mm. Um, I definitely want to be a grandmaster before I die, but... Grandmaster's like black belt? Yeah. Like sensei? Yeah, for sure. Sick. You know, way up there, you know? But it takes a lot of hard work and and, uh, and dedication for sure, consistency. I can, um, I, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. How, how good you have to get. How, oh. much, how many hours you got to put in and... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Especially when you, you know, you have life, you know, you have a full-time job. Right. You know? Uh, relationships and whatnot, you know, and, and it becomes a uh, uh, um, very time consuming. Um, but I feel like how you do one thing is how you do everything. You mm -hmm. know, not only am I serious in chess, but fitness. You know, into you know my wife and I's marriage. Whenever I get the chance to invest in our marriage, I I do that. You know, um, into myself, uh, into other people in our lives and whatnot. You know, um, so I would be doing myself a disservice. To, to not take everything that I, I like seriously, you know? Um, and I mean, it's just, just that, you know, like if you're, if you're not, I don't know, cleaning up your room and you're not really well kept, you know, what else in your life is not well kept? Right. You know, like your job, you know, oh, that's why you have, you know, five jobs a year, you know, um, or your relationships. That's why, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but as far as taking it seriously, I want my, I want my title for sure, you know? Um, at least, at least being a national master so I can just stick it up to my friends like, Hey, you know, like, 
<laughs> yeah, you always you know, got all my like, chess friends. You, know? you always got to be a little motivated yeah, by, you know? by the people that you're around. <laughs> yes, for sure, absolutely. For sure, you know. And plus, like when we were in Vegas, you know, I I had roommates where we all played chess. We all had the same goal. You know, we were striving for the same thing uh, to be national masters, be grandmasters, and whatnot. You know. And uh, just being the first out of that group to be like, oh, you guys suck, you know, like, right. I got it first, you know, like, uh, it's, 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 it takes um, uh, some competitive nature to, to strive for better. Yes, competitive fire is very important. Oh, for sure. Is, yeah. would you say it's, it's, you're more or less disciplined now that you're not around those guys as often in solo? It's like, kind of, you're just by yourself chasing this dream? So, I would say I'm more disciplined now compared to when I was with them. Um, primarily because when you're on your own doing something solo, uh, you don't have anyone else to be like, hey, you know, you know let's, let's go train, you know, like in the gym, like, hey, where, where you at, you know, gym buddy, you know. Um, you, it, everything falls on you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, just like anything in life, you know, the, the beautiful part about it is that it's all on you and the, the worst part about it is that it's all on you, <laughs> you know, um, that sort of thing. And, and it's just, um, it depends on your goals and ambition, you know, and, and, and for me, um, anything that I want, uh, in life needs to be taken seriously and, and it just, just go for it, you mm -hmm. know, um, habits, uh, maketh man. And, uh, it's, I mean, if you don't have good habits towards your goals, like, like, um, I, one of the quotes I'm trying to remember, um, if you don't, if you don't prepare to, to, to win, you prepare to fail, you know? Um, and I don't want that to be, uh, like preparation to fail in any part of my life, mm. you know? Um, and it's just that, you know, like I, discipline is, is, is a very, uh, it can be a very good thing for most people. Um, and I think it actually is a good, good thing for everyone, but not everyone can get there. Yeah. You know, um, based upon their desire, you know, I think it was, uh, one of the things that I like, uh, a lot is that, um, it, you need to be self-motivated, you know, uh, and it takes certain desires, you know, combined with faith in yourself, mm -hmm. uh, to be so, uh, self-motivated, you know, because like, um, motivation is a good thing, you know, it gets you started, yeah. you know, but discipline keeps you growing yeah know? um and that's just really where it's at you know and, mm -hmm. and uh um i think it was gsp that said this and said here uh said like you don't you know you don't grow on the days where you feel like you want to you grow on the days where you feel like you don't want to mm -hmm. you know uh, and that's just stuck with me for a long time and i'm like yeah you know 100%. And, and 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 you will feel like you don't want to do things like 75 percent of the time majority you know? of the time yes <laughs> You know, but that's where it grows character, you know, and, and, um, uh, that's the same thing with my chess, you know, chess journey. Um, as far as like the games that I wish I had played better, you know, well, it's like nuts anything, you know? Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's very good, you know, and, and doing thing, anything solo is going to be hard, but it grows character, you know, and I, and, and I appreciate that about, uh, my chess journey, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's you building an undeniable stack of proof that you yeah. are who you say you are. For sure. You know? Yeah, yeah motivation is a is a totally fleeting emotion, right? Mm -hmm. Motivation is cool. It gets us going, like yeah. you said. But discipline just fucking eats motivation for breakfast. Oh yeah. You just munches that up. Yeah. 
you know? So if you have a, le- a, a level of discipline, you're going to get much farther than people who just do things when they're motivated. Yeah. You know, if I was only motivated to go to the batting cages when I was playing baseball, would have went like once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I know where I want to end up yeah. as a baseball player. I know how important it is to me. Okay, so I'm going to go to the batting cages. Well, I have cl- uh, I have a lab practice till 8. Then I have to study for a test tomorrow till 10. Okay, so I'll go at midnight. Sounds mm-hmm. good. My roommate will come with me because he wants the same thing. Yeah. Okay, but we have to be up at 5.30 for weights. Cool, I'll get four hours of sleep. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at 18 years old, 20 years old, you can manage that. Right. Now it's, you know, sleep is much more important than a lot of things. It's like how you re- revitalize yourself and grow and energize, but also putting in your day the work you want to put in mm-hmm. and, and prioritizing sure. that in sort of the most important way. But but now what are you, besides training for yourself, mm-hmm. are, you, are you doing anything else chess-oriented? You're coaching people, teaching people? Yeah, so um, thankfully I have uh, um, a position at the academy um, the, the Texas Chess Center. I mean, it's Texas doing, Chess Center. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know that either. I was like, Shoot, sick. Yeah, it's close by. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's off of like Spring Creek and Coit. You know? Oh shoot! Yes, yeah, so that's awesome, close, man. Um, you didn't know that when you moved here? Uh, actually, I did. Um, but I, I, I found that out about like Texas Chess Center and like the academies here, like two weeks, three weeks before we moved here. Oh, so not yeah. really like... It wasn't like on my radar because what I did in Vegas, mm-hmm. I did healthcare marketing. Oh, you and, did? And uh, um, in moving here, I was like, okay, I need to find something similar. You know, like, and, and it was, I was entering in, I was applying in a limbo where like all the positions were getting filled already, mm-hmm. you know, by higher, you know, um, quality uh, candidates, you know, with five, 10 years of experience. I'm like, all right, I only have like two, three, you know, um, fine. Uh, so I was like, all right, you know, what about coaching chess you know um and applied to uh the academy out here which which was actually really cool the only academy out here um and didn't know that was a big industry <laughs> you know like it's uh it's insane and I, not only do i teach you know um teach privates and group classes but also do their marketing you know using that skill as well that i learned um that sort of thing and it's been really good it's been really really good amazing so, yeah that's so cool that worked out like that. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, shoot, man, you know, I'm making more money than, than I did back in, in Vegas for ha- almost half the time, you know, because healthcare is overtime, you know, like for days, you know, mm. it's like 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And I'm like, oh, it's horrifying, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, um, but yeah, really, really grateful to, to at least have that position over there at the academy. So mm. it's really good. Beautiful. All right, I have a couple final comments that I want to ask you. For sure. One was that when I was looking at your Instagram, you have three words on your Instagram description. <laughs> and I think all three of those words are extremely powerful words. Yeah. Now maybe sitting here and talking with you for like the past hour, I can sort of maybe guess where you might go with those words. Mm-hmm. But I just want to hear from you why those three words, which is legacy, freedom, and impact, mm-hmm. why you put them there, what they mean to you. Yeah, we'll start there. Yeah. So, um, one, I, I, I put them there, uh, because like, you know, you're going to, you're going to stand up for something, right? You know, if you don't, if you, if you don't have any, uh, thing to stand on, you'll fall for anything, you know? Um, and yeah, like, you see that a lot nowadays, oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, the group thinking and just going yeah. on with what everyone says and oh, yeah. having to comment on everything that happens in the world, even though you mm-hmm. don't know anything about it. It's okay to say you don't know anything about it. 
For sure. Like, I don't know a lot about a lot of things. I know nothing about climate change. So I don't <laughs> talk about it at all on this podcast. Yeah. If some, if a guest, I want to bring a guest on who's an expert in it. Yeah. That's my goal. So they can inform me and inform my listeners. I don't talk about it. I don't know anything about it. All right. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. hope that we can do something for the environment that's good. You're so right. we can live long. And the people that we have after us, my kids, 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 kids. Right. Generations. You know, have, a, have a beautiful health the environment to live oh, in. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, sorry. To distract you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 good and and it, and uh generational impact, you know. Um that's that's really what we're all starting yeah. from, you know, like um thinking two generations before and two generations up, you know, um thinking about how my parents, my grandparents came from and and, and how I can, you know, uh, uh pay it forward to them, you know, and then also giving my kids, my grandkids, you know, a, a foundation where they can stand on my shoulders and look farther than I ever looked before, you know, uh, where it wasn't possible where I live, but in their timeline, it could be possible, you know, um, and, and really uh, living a life of, of, I think you mentioned this earlier, uh, not a life of consumption, you know, but a, a, a life of contribution, mm. you know, um, because like, you know, you, you're not really dead until the last person whispers your name, right, you know, um, and shoot, man, my, my funeral is going to, going to have so many people at it. You know, I believe it, you know, like it's going to be sold out, you know, so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and, and it's, and it's, it's just going to be like that. And, and, um, just having that, that goal in mind, like that's, it's just more than you, you know, like, yes, it starts with you, you know, um, but at the end of the day, once you've solidified the foundation of your trajectory, you know, now it's, it's about impacting other people and, and, and helping others, um, you know, get to their fullest potential, whether they realize it or not, you know, uh, and, 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 and it's a lot like, like heart surgery, you know, it hurts a lot, you know, but it's very, very necessary. And it, and it's just like pulling, uh, greatness and, and, and the realization of full potential out of people. It, it can be very uh, uncomfortable, you know? Uh, and I feel like starting, uh, with my dad, starting with me and now me, translating that to my siblings and now my friends and and now my wife and our our kids future kids Mm -hmm. you know um like it's it's gonna be uncomfortable it's 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 what it takes you know um and shoot man you know the last thing i want to do like i said you know earlier is 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 die and 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 not recognize the best version of myself when i wasn't really fighting hard for it no i want to i want to be able to recognize that person yeah you know that sort of thing. So that's that's really where it came from. So yeah, posted a long time ago. I'm like, oh, what are those words again? You know, like you know, no, but yeah. So because uh, I thought about asking you at the very beginning to sort yeah. of spark this sort of dialogue yeah. that I, I envisioned us having, uh-huh. but it already just naturally happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it, it felt I felt way better about asking at the end. Yeah. Because it, it, it lined up with everything that you just said for the last hour. Yeah. So yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, beautiful. you 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 are. Uh, like you are more than just words, right? You know, but you, you need to start off with something. And that's what I started off with. Mm-hmm. You know, I need, I need these to be like engraved, uh, into what my last name stands for, you know? Um, and it's just, it's, it's just like, you're going to, like, like I said earlier, like you, if you don't stand for anything, you just fall for anything. Um, and like, what does your last name mean to you? You know, like what has it meant in the past? And, and if it's good, great, awesome. How can you make it better? You know, if it's bad, then how can you make it better? Mm-hmm. You know? And that sort of thing. And just like making sure that, you know, um, that when I pass on my uh, last name, my kids and whatnot, you know, that when they grow up, they don't feel the need to 
to to let's say I don't know um I don't want to say like make it better because they do want to make it better but like feel ashamed of it mm. you know like I don't want that you know because um, that's how I felt when I when I had realized like okay you know like personal journey what does my last name stand for you know and growing up what I saw was not the greatest things you know um, and I wanted to change that you know and um, now I'm I'm grateful to say that it stands for for values and, and what we want and my wife and I and, and what we're going um, and I'm grateful that you know uh, that our kids are going to find heroes in the home not out of the home you know that sort of thing so yeah <laughs> yeah amazing yeah I'm glad you you brought up the um, the whole idea of like seeing yourself the best version of yourself mm-hmm. when you pass yeah so I, I, I tell people to just take a quick trip to hell <laughs> like go down to hell see yourself and the best version of you walks in the room and he's just like looking down at you yeah because you're in hell you're on your deathbed and he's just shaking his head he's like yeah just so much untapped potential left on the table that yeah you just it fucking ignored for sure how does that make you feel zap yourself there right now that's yeah. that's what hell looks like that should make you feel heavy. Yeah, for sure. That should make you feel like, damn, I'm really not doing like fuck. Yeah. I'm like avoiding a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to send that message to my mom. I need to repair that relationship. I need to start taking care of my health. Mm-hmm. I need to just one step, one very, very, very minuscule step at a time. Oh, yeah. Not taking on your whole life in one day. It's not yeah. going to happen. You're going to feel overwhelmed and you're going to be back in the same place you started at. Mm-hmm. But saying, okay, I can do that today. And then you build on that and then you're like, all right, great. And then you, you, you get yourself out of hell and now you're on the hero's journey, yeah, which is a beautiful journey. But on the hero's journey, what do you face? You face dragons. Yeah. Dragons that are trying to burn your fucking house down yeah. all of the time. And you're going to get scarred. You might get really badly scarred, mm-hmm. but you just keep getting up. And as you said, right at the top, you just spiral up and spiral yeah. up and spiral up. But those spirals down is when you're getting burned by the dragon. Yeah. But then you're like, all right, now I got this big ass fucking sword. Here we go. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm going exactly. to face this dragon and you yeah. face him, you face him, you face him. And you're never exonerated from the work. There's not a point where you're like, ah, yeah, here it is. <laughs> you know, maybe when you're like 85 and right, yeah, you, like, you have beautiful grandkids or if you don't have kids, you know, your choice, but you yeah. have beautiful kids running around. Maybe you're at like a lake and there's like a beautiful sunrise yeah. and you're like drinking your coffee. For sure. Then yeah. you can be like, no, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. I've done you it. Know? Like my kids are my kids and they're, they're everyone's. You know, all that stuff. But in the midst of your life, you're not exonerated. You got to keep iterating yeah. and reviewing and executing. And so... 100%. You know? Yeah, it's it's a fun path. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no there's no greater adventure you can have. Yeah. There's no... Ow, that hurt. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, was a, that was a short pain. Anyways, there's no, there's no greater adventure yeah. you can have than trying to live the most honest ex- expression of yourself. For sure. Because some people aren't going to accept you for that. Yeah. And how do you... Okay, that's interesting. Here's my honest truth. Mm, no. Okay, well, how do I still showing up that way? It's the honest, most vulnerable, authentic expression of myself, no matter what. Yeah. Okay, that's an adventure that I'm willing to have. That's the hero's journey that I want to go on. Oh, for sure. And so, I think you're on the hero's journey, my friend. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, any, um, oh, yes, we almost forgot. I oh. told you I wanted to retouch on marriage. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, we put a, we put a check, our bookmark in that. Yeah. So, why do you think the institution of marriage is so important? Honestly, uh, it's so important because one, it, 
it solidifies your your understanding of commitment, right? Um, being not one, it, it teaches you what for me, at least what my wife and I had learned that it not to put our eyes on ourselves, but to put our eyes on another person, mm. you know, and look, uh, have uh, an experience, um, lifelong experience of what it takes to, to serve on the other person, you know, um, and obviously being married for almost two years, like, I'm, I don't know everything, you know, that sort of thing, I, yeah. you know, but the most important thing that I think why it's so important, um, if you ever choose to get married is, is, is because it teaches you how to be selfless, you know, um, takes us all the selfish things, um, out from the relationship. Like if, if you have, you know, two people who are trying to be selfish, you know, be like, oh, you know, attend to how I feel. Um, like it's, it's never going to make, you know, it's never going to last longer, you know, than, than what they probably had in the honeymoon phase envision it to be, mm. you know? Um, but you know, just like anything, uh, what happens after the honeymoon phase is over, you know? And, um, that was a really big question when we started dating, like, okay, what, what are we going to do, uh, once this honeymoon phase is, is, is done, if it's ever done, you know? Cause like when you have a commitment to someone, I feel like it shouldn't be ever over, you know? But at the same time, you know, I'm not married 30 years. So like, it's, you know, it could be a different experience for everyone, but, um, it's a, it's a, just like how, uh, emotions are, you know, um, something that you choose to be hmm. you know um it doesn't claim power over you i choose to be happy grateful you know i choose to love my wife even in days where i'm not really happy with her well i i chose to love her you know um yeah. uh, regardless of how i feel you know to serve her and, and to, to to uh uh fill her uh love tank so to speak you yeah know, with yeah. Her love language and and to, to give her the love that she wants and desires innately as a woman and then vice versa for her her understanding um of, of giving me the reins as a leader in the relationship, the, the respect that, uh, men, you know, naturally want, you know, right, right. uh, and that sort of thing. And, and, um, learning to, to put my eyes on her regardless of how I feel, you know, because I know if, if, if I do that and she does that with me, um, our relationship is going to flourish no matter what, you mm. know, um, because we're, we're thinking about the other, not just ourselves, right. You know, and, and marriage is really, you know, a big lesson of, of, of more than just yourself, you know, yeah. and it's a really great prelude, I think, um, to having kids, you know, uh, because when you have kids now, it's like, oh yeah, it's not just about me, you know, definitely not. uh, that sort of thing. But, uh, I think marriage is so important because like, I mean, you look at nowadays, you know, uh, it's more important than, uh, than in today's society because it teaches you to be one, you know, a, a social pioneer now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you, if you want to be a social pioneer, get married, stay married, you know, um, and now you're, you know, in, uh, in the 30%, 40% bracket of like marriages who are successful, you know, yeah. um, which is quite unfortunate that, you know, divorce is so high, you know, but that's that's at least my thoughts on on why it's so important yeah i mean i think it's incredibly important i think it's incredibly powerful mm -hmm. i mean you're you're creating stability between two people mm -hmm. and that branches out into creating stability into a broader community for sure you know and having that sort of strong nucleus of two people committing to each other and then that branching out into other people, into communities, into helping other, like it's, it's incredibly important. Yeah. And it also creates 
a dynamic between men and women that's extremely important mm-hmm. that I think right now we're at like we're sort of at a like this sort of dating and mating crisis yeah because we're we're doing and experimenting with a lot of different things that weren't around 50 years ago oh, 100%. everything has evolved in good and bad ways of mm-hmm. course things have gotten better of course but now I think that with there's so much choice I think men and women are sort of they're seeing each other as adversaries Mm -hmm. instead of pairs who can join and be additive to each other and grow each other together. Yeah. Instead, one must go up, the other one must go down. Yeah. Which is never going to work for any relationship, friendship, romantic relationship, family relationship. It's not, if I go up, you have to go down. Mm -hmm. It's if I go up, I'm bringing you fucking with me. Yeah. And we're we're additive. It's not a zero sum game, Mm -hmm. right? All that stuff. And so I think that's created a lot of tension but I think there's a lot of good people talking about a lot of good things when it comes to marriage. Mm-hmm. Like someone I listen to and follow a lot is Dr. Jordan Peterson. I don't oh, know yeah. if you follow him. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. Um, you know, like everyone, don't agree with every word he says. That would be impossible. Mm-hmm. But he is a brilliant man mm-hmm. trying to express the importance of a marriage. Yeah. He's had a long time one with his wife. They mm-hmm. have a beautiful relationship, it seems like. They've gone through a lot of illness and sickness and all of these things that yeah. he's been sort of public about. But talking about making a strong commitment to someone and creating a bond mm-hmm. that could be the greatest relationship you've ever had. For sure. Um, is very important. And then bringing, elevating people with you yeah. is the important part of a relationship. Whether it be my best friends in the whole world. You know, they want to see me grow mm-hmm. and develop. So, I, so then they have to rise to the occasion. They have to do the same. So we can have an additive um, relationship together. And that's the same with the, with the, with the partner. Whoever that partner may be for you, whatever you're romantically or sexually involved in, it doesn't matter. You're still trying to elevate that person. Right, yeah. Uh, And, you know, just specifically sort of brought to the forefront with men and women. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I believe in the the idea of marriage, the institution of marriage. I'm going to get married. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to do my best. Yeah. My absolute best to stay married. For sure. Until one of us is not alive anymore. Yeah. That's the goal, you know? <laughs> That's the goal, man, you know? Just made, married like 80, 90 years. Of it's fucking incredible, you know? It's and beautiful. I, I have amazing role models in my parents. They've been married 30s, maybe 35, 36 years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. You know, that's unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. Unbelievable. And so, yeah, I'm lucky, very lucky to yeah. have that role model, to have that guidance with my dad being the absolute man that he is and my mom being that person and so... Yeah, that's yeah. Man. we just got to be able to talk about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and I think um, uh, it, it takes those uncomfortable conversations at first, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, because like I said uh, before, like, you know, date, red flags and dating become black holes in marriages. And yep. you just let them pass by and it's not going to work out. And um, I mean, it, it's it's really just that. I mean, I think, uh, I think anything successful that takes... Um, worthwhile is going to take those tough conversations at first oh, yeah. with, with yourself or your future prospective spouse you know right. um and if you can't have those conversations then like what's the point of doing it you right. know now you're now you're just avoiding uh what needs to be done mm-hmm. you know um i'm a strong believer like you're either doing what you need to do in order to be successful with, with your marriage or you're running away from it yeah you know and um yeah i mean you're 
progressing or regressing. That's that's what I think. So yeah, if you're not willing to have the tough conversations with yourself mm-hmm. about what I need to work on, mm-hmm. what I'm deficient at, what I'm inadequate about, what I'm really good at too. Yeah, like being honest about all of those things. And then being able to accentuate those and also know that I need to work on these things, you're not going to be able to have any sort of honest conversation with a partner because then you can't express what you need and want in a relationship. So how is someone supposed to give it to you? They're supposed to fucking read your mind? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, sometimes I can tell on your face that you're a little upset. Right. But that's nothing. Yeah. Like, you can hide stuff. You can avoid stuff. You can brush under the rug. Mm -hmm. But if you're not capable to tell, I can't tell myself, okay, right now I need this. If I can't tell myself what I need and want, I definitely won't be able to tell a partner. And then you're just like at ends, like, how can I help you? I don't know I can help you because I can't tell myself because I can't tell you. Yeah. You know, that doesn't, that's, that's, not, that's not creating any sort of love or respect or negotiation or cooperation. Mm-hmm. It's just creating animosity and resentment and bitterness. Yeah. And <laughs> those that's, things nope. do not create a conducive relationship. Absolutely so it not. does start with this, yeah. the inner work, the deep inner work. And then being able to then, you don't have to be like perf- perfect. Like that doesn't even exist. I have to be the perfect person of myself before I can enter in a relationship. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to continue to do the work. Yeah. And you've already started doing that work. And you have a bit of knowing of yourself, your character, your value, how you want to portray yourself, mm-hmm. all of these things. And then you get into a relationship and that person is now a sounding board for you. Yeah. To, be, to elevate yourself even more. Like she's telling you this stuff. Hey, you could be a little better here. This is out of love. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't critique someone or give them feedback if you haven't built a loving yeah. standpoint. You can't just be like, hey, you're fucking this up all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? No one's going to... I don't want to respond. That's mean. Oh, for sure. It makes me want to curl up into a ball and like yeah. have, a co- have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Not like go do the work. Yeah. And so all of those things are extremely important. Um, and, and it's the basis of our society. Mm-hmm. Creating small, stable communities branches out into creating big, large, stable communities built on mm-hmm. love and respect and negotiation and cooperation and figure things out. hundred percent. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. Thanks for doing the work. <laughs> for sure. Thanks for yeah. doing the work. All right, I've got one last question for you. Yeah. If you were going to put a billboard up and a million people were going to see this billboard every uh-huh. single day, what would you put on the billboard? Oh, man. That's a really good question. Uh... I stole it from Tim Ferriss, so... Okay. <laughs> He's my favorite podcast. Man. Um, man, I would I would put up there um I don't, I don't probably just some basic text, you know, just just one question, you know, like are 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 you making the decisions today to be closer to who uh you want to be in life at the end of the end of yes. life. So that's what I would put in there. Just I no think... fancy anything, just that one question, you know. Wow. I think you're the first person who's answered that. To put a question on there, yeah, which I absolutely love, because <laughs> that's great, right? Yeah. Someone, someone's driving by, they see I would put you are loved, because yeah. that's the, the name of my mental health nonprofit that I have. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of people put like phrases like that, mm-hmm. like you become elite by choice, not chance. Some of those right. things, right? But a question, yeah, just like invokes thought the whole way. Maybe you're just yeah, seated on sure. your drive home, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 am I really doing it? Right. And then you can get home and start doing it for sure. So know? I love that. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. You're a wise, insightful man. <laughs> and thank you. Uh, I'm glad I met you in the sauna. For sure. Hey, likewise, man. Likewise. Yeah. You're an awesome dude, man. <laughs> so now we got to get our wives' girlfriends together. Yeah. And maybe have a little hangout. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next step, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah podcast, <laughs> podcast first, hangout after. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, night, you know, amazing. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, man.
thank you for tuning in to that episode. What was your biggest takeaway? What most deeply resonated with you? And how can you then implement that into your life right now to continue growing and evolving into the best version of you? If you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And feel free to give us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbitz directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So click the link in the show notes and check out which tier might work best for you. But most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. Lots of love. I'll see you next time. Cheers.